Welcome to the 2B1 Life Epic Journey Podcast. I'm Sonny Zentmeyer and along with my amazing bride, Cindy, we believe that God has created marriage for an epic and heroic journey. Every great adventure and expedition has a desire for victory, a strategic plan, and guides along the way. Everyone wants a marriage that wins. And we want to encourage you to live different, to love different, and to finish strong as we follow God's plan for oneness through the wilderness here on earth. We're so grateful you're here, and we believe that God will prompt you to discover His plan for your marriage as you live out your adventures together. Hey, everybody, it's Sonny and Cindy, and uh, we are so glad that you're here with us. And we just want to say, you know, you need to just give yourself a pat on the back and realize that, you know, you're positioning yourself to experience good things in your life and in your marriage anytime that you choose to learn more about what God has to say about your life, you know, about your marriage, right? About whatever it might be that you're searching his word for. You know, he's not going to hide from you. You know, so wherever you are in your unique journey and whatever you're listening and, and learning and whatever you're looking for, God's word has it. And it is just a great place to be. So we want to start today as we um, and, and pray as, as we get started. So, Lord, we just thank you for inviting all of us into what you have for us. And, Lord, we just thank you for that. We thank you for this the opportunity to spend time with uh, each other. And we just ask your anointing and your Holy Spirit to give us favor as we go through this podcast. And we dig into what your word has to say about our words. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Great prayer. <laughs> so, Cindy, <laughs> over the last few podcasts, we've been talking about the power of your words to bear fruit. Yeah. And the power of your words to change <clears throat> your circumstances, to change your marriage, to influence your life. Hey, so was there anything in particular that stood out that you've been thinking about since then. Hey, you're, you're putting me on the spot here. <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of. Well, um, oh, I know. I know. One of the things that you said when we were recording last week's podcast was that we were designed to bear fruit. And man, that really spoke to my heart. And it's been coming up in my heart kind of ever since then. But it's really kind of given me fuel. Every time I think about that, it's kind of given me a fuel to realize that I have the ability to bear fruit and that I was designed to bear fruit and that my, my, my words can become thoughts. And so that thought of being able to bear fruit that I was designed to bear fruit, right. it keeps kind of churning in my mind. And, you know, I wouldn't say it's that often it's been coming up, but it has come up a few times. But every time I think about it, I feel like, that just that thought gives me energy and excitement that good things are going to come, right? Oh, that's that awesome. that good things have already come right. from following through on God's word in my life, in our marriage, and and in relationships with other people. And so for me, I think that one thought that I'm designed to bear fruit, um, I'm already starting to feel a benefit from that thought kind of being repeated in my mind and then starting to believe it in my heart. And then the more I speak it out loud and receive it, it's it's really, I feel like it's there's growing. it's really making a difference. And so it just reminded me that there's a process 
to words, right? There's a process. We, we're, we're not just hearing them, but by letting them come onto our radar, so to speak, and giving them more attention when they're positive, and then choosing to believe them and receive them, and then even holding on to them, embracing them, and deciding that these belong to me, right? These words belong to me. And then by repeating them, they'll stick in my heart and mind better. That's good. And so it's so cool because some of the scriptures that we've been reading are kind of confirming just that. You know, right. God has so much instruction for us. And I feel like he's just been continuing to give us these secrets and treasures and these golden nuggets for us that that we can get from scripture. And, and they that. literally will change our life. Literally, God's right. word will change your life. And when we accept and receive them and believe them, they're so powerful. Well, but so I'm going to throw this back at you. So what about you? You know, what what sort of stuck in your mind that you kept thinking about after yeah, our well, last podcast? I think maybe one of the things that stuck out to me is how changing your words is something that you can just you can implement right now. Yeah. Yeah. And also being more aware of what you say and also changing what you think about can have an immediate impact. Yeah, that's so true. It is so immediate, isn't it? Right. I mean, it's something that you can start doing right now and you do, I don't need your approval right. Right. or your permission to the change permission, your words. Or, right, yeah. <laughs> or you don't even have to be on board. I can do it right now. Right. You know? Yeah. And so, I don't have to be ready for you to do this. It's so cool to realize that I can impact our relationship right now by choosing different thoughts different words, maybe even no words right, sometimes, right. which can lead to a different attitude, a different mindset, and a different perspective. Yeah. And I think also it's not just the words that I say to you or to others, but almost even more important are maybe the thoughts and the internal words that I say to myself right. that can influence my attitude, yeah. my decisions. I can experience a change in my own mindset and what I believe about myself right now. Right. I mean, sometimes it takes repetition, especially when you have a stressful situation that will trigger some of those negative thoughts and words. But you can start to have power over yeah, that. Yeah, that is so Just by giving true. it that recognition. Yeah, I, I, I really I liked when you said that last week, too, that it was something we can start it right now. Mm -hmm. And it's going to impact all of our relationships. I mean... All the time, we can be so tough on ourselves. We can be our own worst enemy if our thoughts are negative and unkind to our own self, right? right? When you think about how damaging and destructive that can be, and it is happening internally inside of us, you know, it, it's kind of like a, a loop that, it, you know, some of those thoughts and negative things can just loop through our mind and they can loop over and over and over again. And if those words are destructive, what is that doing to us in an ongoing way, yeah. right? Yeah, the first step is to really becoming aware of your thoughts and maybe yeah. what is looping over and over, kind of like one of those reels, you know, you can find a funny one, that's funny, but right. you can find a stupid one, you're like, flip, you know, don't yeah. listen <laughs> yeah. to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the situations that it might be, you know, that might be triggering those particular right. loops, right. especially if, well, both ways, negative or positive. Yeah. So just that awareness will begin to exert power of either continuing to accept the thoughts or rejecting it. It's kind of like you're talking about the automatic default pattern. You know, like, you know, when you have the browser that automatically pops up every time you open it, it pops up to a certain screen. Right. And, you know, but now it's asking you, which browser do you want to choose? 
is asking you for permission all over again to approve or choose something Ooh, that's else. That's good. Yeah, because we do operate sometimes by default, by not being aware, right? So That's good if it's a good thing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, you know, I think that awareness, like you said, it's going to bring into your, into your mind an alertness. And it's going to tap into actually a different part of your brain and into your mind. It's that reticular activating system. And you yeah, hear like about that. this. Yeah, you hear about this more and more today. And and um, you, you, you hear about this. People like to use the example of when you buy a new red sports car. Right. And now all of a sudden it, it, it has a higher level of importance. You never knew there were so many million right. red sports cars. It, it's got more relevance to you now because you've just purchased one. And now when you're driving down the road, all you see are red sports cars right. driving down the road. And so... It's, this is something that I, I first learned about this years ago in some college courses that I took in neuroanatomy, neurophysiology, but it's getting a lot of attention today in the mainstream, and it really is super interesting. But I came across an excerpt from Edgar Garcia Rill, a PhD, and, and it's from, I think it's a book. It, it was like a summary or an excerpt from the book called Waking and the Reticular Activating System in Health and Disease. And But this book explains that the reticular activating system, it controls sleep and waking and fight or flight responses. I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's responsible for, for both. So... This system is going to, it provides signals that help modulate our waking state and our sleeping state, but it also helps us to, to respond to the world around us. I thought it only had to do with red sports cars. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but there are strong stimuli that can activate this reticular activating system. You know, it, it, you know, something that gets our attention, right? And then it projects this information to other parts of the brain, and then it causes arousal. It causes things to activate because our, our, our brain begins to attend to it. It has some importance, right? And so when it, it causes arousal, of the, the the central nervous system, but it also influences the spinal cord in that it changes the, the postural tone of our body. Our, our body might stiffen up or be getting ready. And, and it's kind of like um, when you have a startle response, you know, right. that's sort of an automatic response. You're startled by something. Well, what happens? That's the your same body, system, huh? Your body tightens up. Yes, it becomes alerted, that's right? Because cool. it's either fight or flight. What do right. we get startled by? Maybe there's a tiger in the woods, right? Or maybe right. somebody's just jumped around the corner. And so we're, our body becomes ready through this sort of stiffening up. And so our, our, this system is attending, giving us attention right. to relevant things in our world. And so it, it, it speaks to becoming more attentive and ready for what's coming, okay. right? There's a heightened awareness. You're either fighting or you're getting out of there. It kind of sounds like some arguments, right? <laughs> that, no. That, that couples we may not mention right. <laughs> have had in the past. You're either fighting or you're flighting. You're getting out of there. But this part of your brain is attentive. And there's preparation for what might be next. The body is alert and it's ready. But it's really cool because this reticular activating system is also responsible for the body's response during sleep. So huh. the same system, it 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 decreases the the um, 
the sensory awareness going on during sleep because we don't want to be aware of things. We right. want our body to not be as attentive during sleep. And also the tone of our bodies is reduced during certain parts of our sleep. So this system is responsible sort of for the sleep-wake cycle and it's tied into the circadian rhythm that God has provided us with, with the sun coming up, sun going down and lots of other things. But all that just to say that when we heighten our awareness of our words by just paying attention to them more, we're going to position ourselves to respond differently to them. That's pretty cool. And so this awareness can really help you to pay attention in a new way and in a healthier way uh, to your words. And it kind of reminds me of, you know, when I work with patients in physical therapy, one of the best things that I can help them do is to help them become more aware of their body right. and more aware of their body posture and their movement patterns that are affecting their injury either positively or negatively. Yeah, that carries right? over to me. Yeah, so for example, if you sit in a slump position at your desk while you're on your computer, this is going to increase compression in your spine. And by sitting tall and extending your spine, you're going to decrease the compression in your spine and actually activate postural muscles that are kind of just being lazy and turned off and getting weaker when you're in that slump position. And so when patients, when when they begin to self-correct their body position without me cueing them, then I know that this is going to really help them make the long-term changes that they're hoping for. And so this is a huge goal for me as a physical therapist because it's huge. I, I don't, I'm not going to be in their house to cue them, right? To tell right. them to sit upright. So it's not so much about maintaining good, perfect posture throughout the day, but it's about developing the ability to make those small corrections. When you notice yourself slumping, you sit tall, you improve your body position, your your lungs have more room to breathe. And, and, and over time, you don't default to that slump position anymore because you start experiencing the benefit of not doing that. You have less back pain you have less neck pain and so it becomes a positive response and, and I feel like that becoming more aware of our words will allow us to do the same thing we're going to make those small corrections over time that lead to big changes that's so cool yeah I like that so so yeah paying attention to our words is the first step really towards making positive and also really yeah. powerful changes yeah. and the cool thing is our words not only will change us, but they'll begin to affect our relationships in a good way. Ultimately, our words have the power to change our hearts, mm. which will change our beliefs about a, a situation and affect our thoughts, which will help us choose our words mm. more wisely. Then we can carry this over and say, to say, that when we become more aware of our words and our thoughts and our and start correcting ourselves throughout the day, then that will over time create lasting change and be healthier. Yeah, it's not for about us. all at once, right? right? This is you know, choosing our words differently is going to be a process. And if you start becoming aware that you're either thinking or saying negative things, for instance, like I'm so stupid, I keep losing my car keys, I'm never on time to anything, or Okay, here's one that I've recently, really, God has really brought to my attention that I've caught myself saying, and it's that, and I'm trying to change my words on this, and, and it really is actually helping me, but it's, I'm terrible at remembering names. Have you ever said that? Right. And so it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy, 
right? I am confessing with my my mouth, I am terrible at remembering names. Well, what do you think is going to happen? I'm bad at remembering names. You're slumping in your chair. Right, but you know what? I decided, you know what? I'm not going to say that anymore. Uh, And that's a key part, that when you decide to listen to the words that you're saying and choose to say something different, there's power in that. In your your chair. That's right. right? And, And I've chosen to say instead, I am getting better at remembering names. So if I catch myself starting to say, I'm terrible at remembering names. I change it and I say, I am getting better at remembering you names. You have power over that. You have power over it. And I actually am. And guess what I've done? I've deposited that into my reticular activating system. That's awesome. Right? Yeah. And so now I've heightened my awareness and now I'm in position to have power over that that in my mind, right. Right? in my heart. So now by saying I'm getting better at remembering names, that has triggered some actions. So when I meet people, I listen for their name, I repeat their name, and then I'm writing it down as soon as I walk away from them. And then I try to take a look at it before I might see them again. And mainly right. I've started doing this like at church because there's people that I'm meeting for the first time there, but I also know that I might be seeing them again. So right. it's a great place for me to actually put this into practice. And it's actually working. It's been pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, So when we begin to choose our words differently, you know, this helps us to think differently and step into action. I love that, that you've, that action for you is that you put a couple of things into place. And so instead of getting a meeting somebody and then not thinking about anything. And actually again. it was like an excuse to not try. Right. Oh, I'm not good at remembering names. And so I wasn't even putting really any effort in it because I had decided I would not remember their name. Right. Yeah. Right. So you can start expecting some great things to take place yes. by positioning yourself to be more attentive to your words and to change your mindset and then follow through on your belief for change. Belief for change. Right? Yeah. So like we talked about last week, we're doing a series on how our words will bear fruit. And you know, speaking of that, that we didn't we didn't tell them that the the name of this podcast yeah. is Heart to Heart. And we'll get there. Yes, yeah, yes. It's, they'll it's, they'll get you'll that get whole it. message. Yeah. <laughs> so so again, our series is on how our words will bear fruit or the power of our words, how our words reflect the health of our heart and mind, how our words reflect our relationship with God, with each other and with others. Yeah, I think that's so impactful to realize all the different things. And by, and by tapping into the power of God's word into your heart and mind, you're, you're also going to experience what we talked about last week. We, we want to say this again. You're going to experience right. blessings in your life. Yes. You're going to experience blessings in your marriage, change in your marriage. You're going to renew and restore your own mind and heart as well as that of your spouse. Right. And new actions are going to propel you forward in whatever it is he has invited you into. And so like just becoming like, like I said, more aware of my words that caused me to step into new actions mm-hmm. based on what I was believing yes for change, right? right? And so you're going to bear fruit and create and cultivate a garden like we talked about last week. And and really, it's not just a garden, but you got to expand your mind to think about the impact. You could be creating 
bearing fruit that that's a farm load full right, right? Yes. acreage of fruit not just tiny yeah, fruit so in good. your own family yes. but some great things are going to come to pass but it's up to you to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart without doubt and then begin to act on your faith on god's word in your life and the words that you choose to speak to others as well as to yourself so positive changes in your words are going to lead to positive changes in your heart and I would say it'd be fair to say that we can all benefit from that, especially right. if we're listening to what the world is saying. Oh, oh my, my gosh, gosh. Yes. there's so much negative content happening just to get our attention and we're giving it, we're giving it. So we need to combat that, and right? We sure do, yeah. yeah. So like we said before, this is one of those things you can implement into your life right away and, and really start noticing some quick results and some blessings immediately when we're looking into scripture we came or when we were looking in scripture we came across a section of proverbs um, in proverbs 4 and by the way proverbs you know is loaded with instruction and guidance about yes. your words oh yeah you know so it'd be great you know to go through and just underline everything about words your mouth speech and the word says you know and see how god guides and encourages you to make some changes in your words. But anyway, Proverbs 4, verses 20 through 27, has the headline in my Bible, the um, Holman Christian Standard Bible, the headline is The Straight Path. So we're going to read here how our words will actually help you determine your path and your steps. Hey, so Cindy, if you wouldn't mind, let's, let, I'll let you read this. Yeah, okay. All right, so this is Proverbs 4, 20 and 27. And, and how about we read part, and then we'll discuss a little bit at a time. And I think then that's go good. Forward. Okay, yeah. all right, good. Okay, so verse 20. My son, pay attention to my words. Listen closely to my saying. So who's talking and who's he talking to? So right. this is Proverbs. So this is King Solomon, who was the third and final king of the nation of Israel. Remember, it was Saul. Then it was David, and then David's son Solomon. So okay? he was he was the final king of when Israel was just that one, nation. Yeah, one right. nation. Yes, yes, that nation. Yeah. So when Solomon became king after his father died, David died. He was young, but he knew that he was going to need God's help. So he ends up seeking God, and and this is I think talked about in in First Kings chapter three. He seeks God, and God gives him the opportunity to request whatever he desired. That's so awesome. Solomon, he's pretty humble, and he realizes, man, I'm responsible for ruling this nation. And and he asks God for the wisdom he would need to govern God's people in a way that would really please God, that would be righteous, so cool. right? And so God gives him not only wisdom, but also wealth. And in right. 1 Kings 10, 23, it says this, King Solomon was greater in riches and wisdom than all the other kings of the earth. So God also gave Solomon peace during the during most of his reign as well. So we can it's fair to say Solomon's words are pretty powerful, pretty right? Powerful, yeah. yes. So in Proverbs, Solomon is sharing the wisdom God has given him with his sons. So he wants his, his sons to benefit from the same wisdom and that he has been given, but he needs them to understand the importance and the value of his words. And I believe that that is a great goal yes, yeah. to speak words that are valuable. 
Well, well thought out and come from a place of wisdom and understanding. Yeah. You know, we can throw out words that are meaningless and selfish and that that want our own way. And we do that sometimes through our uncontrolled emotions. Mm. But we can get better at choosing our words and increasing their value. Remember, turning that emotional dial down and then having a better decision to choose our words carefully. Yeah, so here's here's Solomon in verse 20. My son, pay attention to my words. Listen closely to my sayings. And 21, do not lose sight of them. Keep them within your heart. So we see the mind paying attention the ears listening, not mm. just hearing, the eyes involved to keep them in sight, and ultimately, the words are downloaded into the heart. Oh, downloaded into the heart. That's, That's cool. powerful. So our words, ultimately, if we listen to God's word, which says from out of the mouth, the heart speaks in Proverbs 27, 3, our words come out of our heart and are deposited into the heart of the listener. Oh, there it is. Right? right? So our words become a heart-to-heart -heart talk. Right. I mean, I, I that popped up in my mind. It's like, that's a heart-to-heart -heart talk. That's and we've heard cool. that phrase over and over again. But I, I, I never realized how powerful that is, that the words we receive, we receive, they're stored in our heart. And then when I speak those out, you then receive them in your heart, whether right. they're good or bad, okay? Right. So like, whoa, that revelation to me was like a, a secret and a treasure that God revealed to me and it just carries so much weight. And right now, Sonny, I just, I feel like I, I just wanna ask your forgiveness, right? For all the times my words spoke into your heart in a negative way and it just burdens me, you know? <laughs> it brings me to tears a little bit when you, realize the impact that your words can have to wound your spouse but also to heal and right. to to give life and we're going to talk about that a little bit more but i just i, I just want to ask I, your forgiveness of for of course i forgive you baby the, and, those unkindnesses and, and it's just and I, it goes both ways yeah. i think about the same thing that my words can be so critical or so injuring right, to you and right. i apologize for that and, and i think what we're what we can maybe speak for some of you is that you never intend to injure your spouse you don't want to injure your spouse right. That's not the, but the reality be is the goal, because right? we're human right we do right but you know our words will reflect our heart so it, it, so it's no wonder our words can injure our words are being downloaded directly into the heart of the listener mm. from our so own powerful. heart. And yes. so our words reflect the heart and ultimately our words reflect either the heart of God or not. Oof. And so this is so convicting to me, but it also reminds me of the power of my words to harm or to heal, mm -hmm. to build up or tear down, to deposit the love of Christ or messages and agreements from the enemy or from my own selfishness mm. i mean yeah. and so that is a huge responsibility when we begin to think about how powerful our words are so how in our relationship and in each other's hearts we need to be careful how we choose those absolutely where are they coming from absolutely where are we believing them? you know it's kind of like that scripture be slow to speak and right? slow to become angry and i think god is saying hey 
turn the emotional dial down before you choose your words and right. choose your words wisely and because they are either healing or they're destructive right but we want we know our words have value so how good is it for you and for me if i'm depositing good words into your heart that Every, ultimately is going to be good for me everybody wins because <laughs> then you're going to get good words back right yeah 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 so <laughs> that's that's how eye opener and it it really yeah. does put a new perspective on the whole heart to heart saying that we use yeah. we are actually downloading from our heart into the heart of others so let's keep reading and we find out here the benefit of wise words in Proverbs 4, 22 and 23. For they are the they are life to those who find them and health to one's own mm, body. Wow. So life important both, both to those that are hearing them and myself, right. right? So in 23, guard your heart above all else, for it is the source of life. In the NIV, it says, above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from yeah, above it. all else, right? Mm-hmm. You have some commentary to share with us about that. But so the heart is the source of life, and speaking words of life and truth and wisdom will affect the heart in an incredible way. The heart will thrive and give life and health. And gosh, that's just such an amazing realization that today. I can speak life and health into you I through like the, cho- the like choices that. that I make with my words. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so in, in my commentary, you know, it, is it referring to the in Proverbs 4.23 about guarding your heart above all else? And it says this, above all else is literally more than all guarding. To guard something is to make sure it does not get away and that it is safe from attack. In Hebrew, the heart is the location of knowledge, and it's also the preconscious source of decisions. Oh, the preconscious source of, of decisions. That's wow. pretty deep, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And in uh, Proverbs 27, 19, it says, As water reflects the face, so the heart reflects the person. Mm. Matthew 15, 18 says, But what comes out of the mouth comes from the heart, and it and this defiles a person. Your heart is... Who you are, the true you, that directs all your thoughts and emotions. Wow. Wow. So there's a lot more food for thought in their commentary, and we'll post that info in the show notes. Yeah. So, gosh, we must guard our hearts. But also by choosing our words carefully, we can guard the heart of our spouse. Mm-hmm. And isn't that ultimately what we desire? Sure. This this challenges us to love and be loved through the power of our words. And it's so good for you that your spouse's heart is thriving and you have the ability to feed the heart what it so desperately needs and longs for. And it's going to feed your heart as well. So there's power both ways. That as goes- your words give, if you're giving the word of God... Remember, God's economy is way different. When we are following God's plan, he gives us way more back sometimes than he asks us to give That's out. That's right. We can't outgive yeah. him. Yeah, that's so cool that, that we talked about that we can start that change today mm-hmm. on our own. Mm-hmm. And by speaking words of life into our spouse and downloading those into their heart, that's what we're going to get back. Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. are able to give it out impact and empower our spouse and then they in turn 
impact and right. And even us. not, and it may not be right away that that happens. No. Right? There could be a lot but of we wounding. Can there it. can be a lot of hurts going on. And yes. sometimes when your spouse might be sharing some things that 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 maybe aren't quite the best to deposit in your heart. They might just be revealing some wounding that's gone on in their heart that you can address by returning an insult with a blessing, by speaking into their heart mm-hmm. life and health and and allowing God to be the one to return into your heart for a time, even if your spouse doesn't. You know, God will well, speak into your heart. When you give good words, God will remind you of that and he will approve and this pleases God and he will let you know that. Well, we're meditating on those good words. Right. God's good word before we speak them. So that gives us the opportunity to get that. So, hey, so let's continue now. We're encouraged in what we, and what not to do, right? So we're encouraged what not to do. In Proverbs 4.24, don't let your mouth speak dishonestly and don't let your lips talk deviously. So we're encouraged here to really speak truth. Yeah, and when it says like, Um, don't let your lips talk deviously. It kind of makes me think about, you know, something devious is it kind of speaks to we're making some kind of a plan, right? To react or respond or, um, and and it may not be that good, right? right? And so because we're hurt, maybe we're going to respond in a negative way, but it's not wise to use our words to make negative plans that destroy but if we allow our words perhaps to plan our future, that's going to lead to a positive, healthy way to move forward. So true. Yeah. Yeah. So in verse 25, it addresses it addresses that. And it says, let your eyes look forward. Fix your gaze straight ahead. Mm. Again, our eyes and our vision become part of what we say. God wants us to keep thinking forward Mm. and know where we are headed and speak life into that. He wants us to confess with our mouth, believe in our hearts, and fix our gaze straight ahead. Wow, there's so much connection there, right? Right. Our mouth, our heart, and our our vision, you know, and and no squirrels, no squirrels, (laughs) right? (laughs) Right. So, yeah, when we read this, it, it really stood out how powerful our words are to help us head in the right direction together or start walking possibly different paths and possibly even the wrong way because our words can lead us the wrong way. And so in verse 26 and 27, Solomon continues to impart wisdom and he says, carefully consider the path for your feet and all your ways will be established. Don't turn to the right or to the left. Keep your feet away from evil. So, gosh, carefully consider. That's like, think about it. Think about what your words are going to lead to, right? Mm -hmm. And so God's wisdom is powerful. And we can choose words that are wise, that give life, or we can choose words that bring death and destruction and send us on the right or the wrong path. Wow, so powerful. So Proverbs 18.21, more wise words from Solomon Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Remember, you are designed to Mm. bear fruit, and you are designed to give life. Yes, yes, and give life. And in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 19 and 20, it reminds us even of that, that the Lord founded the earth by what? wisdom and established the heavens by understanding by his knowledge the watery depths broke open and the clouds dripped with dew do you think wisdom has power That's right right absolutely i mean wisdom created 
the earth through God's word, spoken word, right? And so God's word, God's wisdom is powerful. He has given you the gift of his word and wisdom if you choose it. Look, we've got this treasure chest sitting on the table next to us. Open it up, speak it, even just read the words out loud and it will bring forth life to you, right? And so, but it it, it will bring life into your own heart. And then you will literally be speaking life into your spouse's heart. And so we all need this. And I believe that's why God established the greatest command to love him with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And remember, his priorities are for you to go to him, go to his word, let him fill you with wisdom and love and life in your heart. And then you can pass on your words of life in the most amazing way heart-to-heart conversations with your spouse, that heart-to-heart download. You can download what God puts into your heart into the heart of your spouse. And so your words are powerful. Your words are a choice. Choose to speak life and think life in your heart and mind. Guard your heart. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have everything figured out in your relationship. You don't have to have all of your problems resolved. Don't let your pride get in the way. Trust God for this and start speaking life into your heart as well as the heart of others. Your words may very well literally save your marriage or they may even save someone else's life from harm or destruction. Mm -hmm. They are that powerful. So powerful. Proverbs 16, 24 says, Gracious words are like honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the body. Hey, we're excited about what God is going to do in each of your hearts as you choose to follow through on his wisdom and as you start choosing your words even more carefully and more intentionally. Yeah, put those words on uh, in, in that reticular activating right? system and get that heightened awareness going. Yes. Um, you, you can know that your wise words of God's truth will give life. And we want you to get excited as you start downloading great words of life into each other's hearts and minds. God is going to do something great in you right now. We just believe that. And just don't um, try to keep yourself from uh, making expectations on what your spouse is going to do when you... When you um, um, choose to speak words in life. Don't don't speak those words With expecting right. something in return yes. necessarily, but just speak those words in obedience to what God is calling to you and let God just really um, give you a peace about it. They are going to work in your spouse no matter the response oh that you get right. from them, but it may take some time to address some wounds and and allow healing to take place. So just follow through in obedience to what God is calling you to do with your words. Change your words and align them with what God says. So we're so grateful for each of you. Yes. And we'd like to pray for you as we close out. So, oh, Lord, we are just always so amazed at the guidance and direction that we get from you through your words, the secrets, the treasures that you reveal to us. And Lord, you don't hide those from us, but you hide those in your word for us, just Mm. waiting to be discovered and uncovered and recovered into our heart and downloaded into our heart. So Lord, help us each to just have such a desire to open up the Bible and to just start reading maybe through Proverbs and start reading your words of encouragement of how our words can be so powerful into um, our own heart 
and to the heart of others that we speak with. Lord, we all need encouragement. We all need to, to the benefit of, of having words of life spoken into our hearts. But sometimes, Lord, you, you call upon us to start it off, to get things going, to just start speaking life into that person, that cashier at the grocery store or that stranger that we meet, or, or you know, the heart of our spouse, and, and return a blessing instead of an insult. And Lord, that's so unexpected. And when it is unexpected, and when it's done truly in love, Lord, it can really speak powerfully into the heart of our spouse. And so, Father, that's what we desire. We desire to learn how to love better. And this is a way, Lord, that you are guiding and instructing us that that the power of our words will allow us to learn to love your way. And so, Father, we thank you for the guidance and instruction. We thank you for the discipline. We thank you for the correction that you do so amazingly through love because you want us to benefit from these words of wisdom. So, Lord, help us to just really dive in. Help us to pay more attention to our words. Help us to explore this and help us to begin to download from our heart your truth into the heart of others. So Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the amazing things that we can expect to happen because of your words of wisdom in our life. And so we just, we're just so grateful, Lord, and we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Great. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining us. It's been a privilege to spend time with you. And hey, if we can be of assistance, you know, send us an email. You can send it to hello at to be one life.com. Can't wait to see you again real soon. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this podcast, we ask that you would leave a review. You don't need to write anything, just tap the stars. It'll help us reach other couples. If you don't already, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at to be one life. It'd be a blessing to have you join our community as we walk in faith together through life in this epic and heroic journey. Thanks for listening.